Welcome to the Refined Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris. This podcast is designed to hold space for honest conversations. From purity culture to faith, sexuality, relationships, identity, culture, deconstruction, and more. My hope is to look doubt in the face, be curious, seek God, and ask meaningful questions to address any elephant in the room with openness, nuance, and grace. I won't pretend to be an expert and definitely don't have all the answers. And though it may feel easier and more comfortable to exist in the black and white, I invite you to discover God with me in the gray and unexpected spaces. So whoever you are, whatever you do or don't believe, you are welcome here and have a seat at this table. Make sure you're subscribed to the Refined Collective Podcast on iTunes. So each week when a new episode drops, it'll download straight to those devices. And while you're at it, if you feel so inclined, leave us a five-star rating and written review. It would be so helpful to get our message out there. All right, let's go ahead and get to it. Welcome to the Refined Collective Podcast. I am your host, Kat Harris, and a special shout out and thank you to Newsstand Studio here at Rockefeller Center. Thank you so much for producing and hosting my podcast. You guys, Rockefeller has taken me from my Brooklyn closet to literally, I'm looking out at Fifth Ave in New York City to record my podcast. Like, oh my gosh, never despise small beginnings. So if you want to follow along with Rockefeller, you can follow them on Instagram, Rockefeller Center or Twitter, Rock Center NYC. Chasing your dreams is not a solo journey. And I have learned that more than ever in this entire journey of running a podcast. It truly takes a freaking village to make this thing happen and put out every single week. And I have a huge thanks to give to our Patreon community and family. And our community has been growing. So I just want to thank some new Patreon members. All right. Thank you, Jason, Rachel, Cassidy, Jenna, Brenda, Danica, Lexi, Jennifer, Amanda, Caitlin, Colleen, Rachel, Stephanie, Diana, Grace, Kelsey, Lily, Casey, Brittany, Abby B, Adam, Joshua, Eric, Kara, Susanna, Tessa, Anna, Grace W, Melanie, James, Amanda, and Kelly E. I cannot thank you enough. I, I'm just giving you a hug. Literally, my arms are outstretched here in the podcast studio, just giving you so much thanks. Thank you for being a part of this journey with us and helping keep our lights on. If you are interested in learning more about Patreon and how to support the Refined Collective podcast for as little as $5 a month, go ahead and go to patreon.com slash the Refined Collective. All right. Today's episode, this is super fun. I'm really excited about it because this is actually a three-part series with one of my favorite previous male guests. And going into this new season, after having two and a half months off of recording, I realized I wanted to have less conversations with strangers and more conversations with people I know. And have had past conversations with and have fleshed some of these conversations out with already. So this is going to be that. This three-part series that we're starting today is called He Said, She Said, because it is a conversation with him and her. 
welcome Manuel Reyes, the host of the Nights at the Roundtable podcast. I freaking love your podcast. I know I've told you that before. Thank you. Yeah. We try a little you bit. We try a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're All you need, baby girl, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I love y'all's podcast. I, I found y'all over COVID on TikTok. You and Angela were doing some dance videos. And then I found y'all had a podcast about like faith and deconstruction. And I was yeah. like, I want to be friends with them. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we've gained we've gained a lot of, of fans and and also a lot of haters. But I mean, it's like you can't have one without That's the right. other. That's right. I always say that haters are the proof that I'm on the right track, that I'm doing something right. Because if I wasn't doing yeah. something right, then I wouldn't be getting resistance. Resistance is proof of the existence that I'm doing something powerful. At least that is yeah. what I tell myself. No, it's true. I I feel bad. I I don't. I used to. I used to take it personal, yeah. but now I'm just like, man, I feel so bad for people because I I know what it must take to muster up that much anger and energy to to like project it onto yeah. someone. Yeah, like you have to be. You really have to have nothing going on in your life and be really upset yeah. with your own self to be able to give that to someone. Yeah. And it's just it's just sad. Because there's like never a time in my life where I am thinking, I really want to get on the internet, troll some people and say some bad things. Like I just, I don't have time. Yeah. I'm either doing stuff for people, creating content to help people, enjoying my time with my wife. Like wh when do I have time to be upset? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. You know? I will say that the season of launching my book this past April I receive more hate publicly than I ever have gotten from anyone <laughs> oh, <laughs> besides wow. maybe like being made fun of or bullied in middle school. Was there like a, a, a consistent stream, like a, a, a topically? Yeah. Well, so my book, Sexless in the City, the thing that's funny about it, if I, I'm like, if you read the damn book, like I'm not this like crazy out there person, like at the end of the day, like the moral of the story is like, I am, after I've deconstructed, I'm still waiting until marriage to have sex. However, because I'm questioning the patriarchy, because I'm deconstructing a lot of things, because I believe men and women are equal, because I believe that God loves all people, no matter who you are or are not attracted to, I feel like the people that come out of the woodworks and people had told me this and, but experiencing the meanness of other Christians was there were days where I would like let it wash off my shoulders, but then there were days where it really ruined my day. I like let it really? ruin my day. I was like, man, I've like, are we reading the same Bible? <laughs> Cause you're mean. And like you said, I, I mean, I had one guy spend an entire day. He did like 20 direct to camera IG stories telling the world about how much of a heretic I am and like, don't follow me. And, all this stuff. And so I, I was like, man, Christians, it honestly like challenged my faith a lot because I was just like, how can we say, how can we say that we believe the same thing? And yet you're being so hateful. Yeah. I mean, cause it's in the name of, of God. Mm -hmm. Think about the amount of things that were done in the name of God. Yeah. When we look back in history and we're like, oh my God, that was not godly. But as it was happening, they're like, this is the most righteous thing we can yeah. do. I had a guy do the same thing to me 
And <laughs> this is how freaking weird and bipolar these people are, which is why I don't take anything anyone says serious online. He twice he's come at me. Oh, you're all about the things. All you do is talk about things. And I'm like, what? He said it on a post where I'm literally telling people to protect their energy and make sure you protect who's around you, your circle, so that it stays peaceful. Your life stays peaceful. I coincidentally happened to be in front of my BMW. He ignores the whole post about guarding your energy and making sure that you protect your light and only focuses on the fact that I'm in front of a BMW. Mm. All you do is talk about things. And I'm just like, what? And then I posted, I got a new Louis belt and I was like, Christmas came early. And he's like, oh, it's embarrassing. Godly, let's do, let's godly flex. Don't like normal flex. And I was like, Trick, do you even follow me? Like, have you not seen all the crazy amount of content that I put out where I'm just talking about God and revelation and trying to help people? Mm-hmm. You see any of that? Oh, my bad, bro. Uh, I'll go check it out. Yeah. Like one minute he's condemning me and the very next minute he's like, oh, thanks for responding to the jab. Oh, let's godly flex together. Okay, I'll go check out your stuff. And I'm like, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe what I was reading because when he attacked me, he attacked me with veracity. And then I wrote back one thing and he's like, thanks for, thanks for answering the jab. He literally knew he was jabbing Mm -hmm. me. Oh, and I love your music. Wow. Uh, The picture that I get in my head is, you know, the person who's like, poke, 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 poke. And just, I mean, I just think of, or egging, I think of being a kid and just trying to egg on my brother, you know, really, I'm just like wanting his attention. I want to hang out, but I'm being annoying. And then I, like, if I have finally gotten his attention by like pissing him off and he, now he's like, what? And you're like, hi, (laughs) like, I always give people a chance. Yeah. yeah. I'll write them and I'll give them a chance. Yeah. And depending on how they write back, mm-hmm. I'll just block yeah, people. Yeah. I'll, I'll go back and forth with a lot of people. Yeah. Like I don't mind yeah. it. I also, but. I don't, I don't mind the block though. I'm going to, I'm going to block if there's going to, there's going to be some hate. I'll start blocking when they start messing up the energy of my yeah. page. Yeah. Or like commenting on everyone else's comment. Of- yeah. Cause well, cause a lot of people that don't love God are on my page, mm-hmm. you know, or, normal people. Yeah. And I ain't going to let you mess up something for that's them, right. you yeah. know, cause you don't have nobody on your page. that's not saved saying big ups to you, the stuff that you're, that you're sharing because you don't share anything for the lost. You only share stuff for other Christians. Yeah. yeah. And anytime I ask them, Hey, how many um, non-believers are going to your inbox right now? How many messages you have? Can you take a picture and send it to me of people who are uh, wanting to find out the God that you serve because how you treat people? Mm. I haven't had one person say yes. Not one. Mm -hmm. Not one. And I tell them, kindly look over the comments that you commented on my page. Can you find anyone but other angry Christians saying amen? Wow. Do you have any non-believers DMing you saying, man, I really want to know this Jesus you're talking about because the way you talk to him, that's what I want in my life. Yeah. No one. Mic drop. But you can ask me for receipts. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you atheists. I'll show you non-believers. I'll show you believers who hate God and now are coming back. I got receipts. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> between the two of us, you can say I'm non-Christian, but one of us is the only one leading people to Jesus. <laughs> the other one is just like 
doing a pep rally for other angry Christians. <laughs> and that's a pep rally that I don't want to go to. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, Jesus don't want to go boring, to it. Weird pep rally ever. It's dumb. All right. Well, I'm excited. I am really excited about this conversation. I feel like on, we when we we FaceTimed last weekend and I feel like you made this like tiny comment about like double standards. And I was like, ooh, I want to run with that. Like the double standards between men yes. and women like they're I mean, obviously, we live in a patriarchal society where men can get away with a lot more than women, as in my personal opinion. However, right, right. There are a lot of men that will argue yeah, that. there are. And you want to know who argues it the most, I feel like, is like white men. <laughs> like white sure. men working in finance. I'm like, I don't really sure. want to hear how you have it tough and you're like $5 million a year plus bonus job. Don't don't even get me started. But yes, there there. But there are what we, you and I were talking about is how like there's some like funny things and serious things that women can get away with that men just can't and vice versa. Correct. Yes. So I thought we would just have that conversation. Shoot one off. All Shoot right. one off. Like, Let's get into okay. it. Okay. I I think this is the one that I feel like I've talked with my girlfriends about for years. Girls can go to the club and dance up on each other, freak dance on each other, and it's not weird at all. Like it's I not even the club. Not even the club. Most girls aren't <laughs> go in your in your living yes. room doing a TikTok challenge. That's right. You will slap each other's butt. You you'll dance with each other, and it will be normal. Yeah. And you won't see two dudes doing That's that. Right. It will never happen. I, in fact, I feel bad for guys when they go out. I'm like, because I go out because I'm like, give me a beat. Like I just want to go to the dance floor. I just want to dance it out. And I see guys on the periphery. I'm like, they can't just like go on go out into the dance floor with a group of guys and dance with each other, dance up on each other without it being weird. <laughs> just you saying it just you saying it sounded weird in my head but but like go a bunch of guys dance up on each other but let's let's keep in mind that there's a large portion of a community that can that's do right. that that's you right. know for the lgbtq community that's that's normal so i don't even want to make it abnormal yeah, yeah. we're straight men it is weird for us to do that we're not really we're not really doing that with each yeah. other but for straight women it's not weird. It's not weird. And then also it's just, you know, general, I mean, I, for years, my best friend and I lived in, living in New York, we would just like hold hands walking down the street or like put our arms around each yeah. other or constantly rubbing each other's feet while we're watching a TV show. And our guy friends will walk in and be like, what are y'all doing? And we're like, what? Like, we're just, we're just cuddling. What's the big deal? Y'all, yeah. Y'all get to cuddle. We do. That's very a sweet thing. It's never weird. Mm -hmm. I don't. I'm. I've never thought of it as weird, but I've never seen two homies cuddle. I've never thought of cuddling with with a homie. Like I just. And I, I'm. I'm not like. I don't know what I would think if I saw two of my homies cut. I mean, I guess I would think some stuff. I mean, it's so bad to admit yeah. it. It's so bad to admit it that it's like it's fully, fully a double standard. Yeah. Okay, so. I think to take that one yeah. further for me, I always think it's hilarious because my wife and her best friend are always talking about it. And you guys are like fully comfortable being naked around each other. Yeah. Like you won't think anything to compliment each other's boobs and be like, you got some nice boobs because you see them. And if you're together and you're all going out, like you said, it's nothing. Yeah. Or like go for a grab, like, oh, wow. Change shirts, feel each other's <laughs> boobs, make sure that how they real or are they not? Like when my girl, my friend, her best friend, you know, got 
you know, some, some implants or whatever. It's like, you can feel them, like check them out. And, and you're we, like, we just, I can't look directly. Should I look? What? what I? We can't do that. Like, we can't be like, Hey man, come, come check out my package. <laughs> tell me, tell me if it's cute. It just doesn't work that way. But I mean, I'm not mad at it. Y'all, y'all can do But here's it. what's weird about that to me is because growing up in athletics, guys, you guys have like open showers. That's not how it is in girls' locker rooms. Like girls' locker right. rooms, we all have our own individual showers. Like we're changing. And it definitely took me a long time to get comfortable. I mean, I used to like put my shirt on halfway and then like put the other one over my head real quick. But I feel like guys' locker rooms, even I work out at Equinox and... I've learned so much about male culture from my gay guy friend telling me about the shout, like the, the locker room at Equinox is just like, he's like, everyone's naked. Everyone's peacocking the whole time. Like, and that's not how it is in the girls locker room. Like we're naked, but, and I mean, I'm definitely like looking. (laughs) That's, but look, you're talking about, you got to preface the listener. Equinox is like the whole foods of gyms. It's a very different culture because you got the men that are there are mainly high earning, high successful men. So there is a lot of peacocking going on. There is a lot of, um, I'm, ooh, you know, normal gyms. Not so much. I go to Planet Fitness over here and I haven't seen one naked really? dude. Sorry. Nobody <laughs> walks around naked at Planet Fitness. It's just not happening. So it really depends on, and most gyms I go to, dudes aren't walking around naked. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So let's, but do I we th- talk about why? Like why? I think it comes down to, I mean, a lot of it is toxicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's considered masculine, what's considered feminine, yeah. you know, like that's the biggest that's the biggest, I would say, ingredient of why things happen the way that they do. So obviously in our culture, when it comes to two dudes cuddling, there's automatically an assumption with that, that for a straight man or a hetero man, you don't want anything close to that type of uh, judgment. So you're going to go above and beyond to push it even further away and give like macho bravado Mm -hmm. That no, I don't, you know, I don't even want to become, I don't want to come close to being viewed as uh, gay because of the stigmatism that comes with it, that our society is placed upon it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think it has much more to do with that than whether or not it's okay or not okay. Yeah. Because I think in a grand scheme of things, showing each other affection or, or being cool with one another, like, I don't think that's bad or wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I don't think it's just the way we were raised, though. Men don't do that. Yeah. I remember going to Africa years ago. I was in Uganda and it's male affection is very normal. And Mm -hmm. I remember just seeing so many grown men and platonic friendships walking down the street holding hands. And I, I, yeah. And I also know that that is also cultural in certain countries in Asia. And I wonder, I guess my question for you is like, do you wish that you could go on the dance floor and dance with your guys? Or do you wish that you could have more affection or maybe you are like that? Um, yeah. Some, Cause I feel like I'm so grateful for like physical touch and my girlfriends. And I love that 
I can just go dancing and do what I go have a good night of dancing and it not be like a weird thing. Cause I feel like there's so much like beauty and connection and laughter yeah. and even just like, Oh wow. Like your, your boobs, what type think, of bra are you wearing? Like, I think more so than not, we do have a propensity to lean a certain type of way. So men are not as much into the emotional things. And I don't, I don't know if I'm not a scientist or like a, you know, somebody who studies it that much to know that that's just more how we're wired as opposed to how we were raised. I know we were raised to not show too much emotion, but I wonder if that's more from, because biologically we're not emotional creatures, whereas women tend to be more. I know that scientifically there's more nurturing, there's more emotions coming through a woman than there is to a man, mainly because of what you guys have to deal with, what you have to carry, what you have to embody. Uh, so part of me is like, maybe it's okay that we're not as emotional or not so similar because if it was, then the lines would be so close together that it's like, I don't even know, you know, what would be the difference. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I think you're, you're correct in saying that society does play a big part because if we were in that African, you know, culture, then I'd probably have a completely different answer totally. and it'd be like, yeah, it's weird that you guys don't hold hands or kiss on the yeah. mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. So it fully is a, a cultural perspective. I'm open to any of it. And I understand that none of it makes you more feminine or mask uh, or masculine. It's funny because we were, I was watching this thing on, on Instagram and it was this big thing about uh, Birdman, which is the head of uh, Cash Money Records, right? Full thug, full from Louisiana, like a certified OG, right? And everybody made a big deal when he kissed Lil Wayne on the mouth and then kissed another dude on the mouth, right? Everybody was like, oh, you know, they're gay or they're whatever, blah, 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 blah. Then there's this guy that comes out who Birdman also kissed on the mouth. I think his name is Turk. And he started talking about it. And he's like, man, you guys wouldn't understand it because there's a culture within us OGs that when we do that, it's like real love. Yeah. It's a sign of respect and real love. And you guys wouldn't understand it. And he's kind of alluding that it stems from uh, prison culture and, and, and gangster culture and all that stuff. And if you're not a part of that culture, you wouldn't get it. The most that I can liken it to is kind of like the Godfather where you, you know, in, in, a, in a family like that, the mafia, it was nothing for you guys to kiss each other, kiss on the hands. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of thing. And so... I started believing now more than ever. I'm like, man, it's fully cultural yeah. on what's appropriate, what's not, what's masculine, what's feminine. Um, it's all based on how you're raised and it'll completely change your outlook. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for years now, I've, I've been very vocal publicly about giving men the space to be human and have feelings and cry. And I've been listening to the man, the man enough podcast with Justin Baldani. Have you listened to it? 
Mm-mm. It's really good. So he it came about after his book came out, but they talk, you know, about toxic masculinity and what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be masculine? And I have said for years now, I want a man who feels comfortable in his body and feels connected to his heart and is able to cry. And then I actually have a family member in my life who, a, a man, and he is, he is so connected to his heart and he like, he cries, like, I like it. It's hard to get through a conversation without him crying. And I find myself judging him. Like there's a part in me. It's like, I'm like, God freaking cry baby. Or I'm like, I find myself having this knee jerk reaction of like, she's just, you know, lock it up, rub some dirt in it. Like be a man. (laughs) And I know what that feels like because I'm a crier. So it's like, so I, my friend was just talking to me. She's like, you know, when her and her husband got married, their pastors had them read this book like for her and for him so that he could understand her. And they're reading him and halfway through, they're like, we need to switch. Cause like I, as a woman, like I am less emotional. I don't cry. It takes a lot for me to cry. And I just realized like, in this moment recently with one of my family members, like as much as I say, I want this like emotionally intelligent man that's connected to his heart. My knee jerk reaction is still to shame that. And I felt, I feel embarrassed by that. Like, that's not how I want to be. Like, I don't want to have that gut reaction of like, like stop being such a cry baby. But I'm like, wow, that's still in me. Yeah. I think it says more about where you want to be than the other Mm -hmm. guy. Because I, I think it's probably you understanding what you really need. Uh, and at the same time, understanding that there's some changes that you have to make mm-hmm. in order to receive that yeah. beautiful blessing. Because look, I'm fully in touch with my emotions. Like everything about me, like my <laughs> my brother-in-law who is gay, it's like, are you sure you're on the right team? Because you... <laughs> <laughs> you be doing some stuff and I'm like, I laugh about it all the time because he's, he's right. You know, if, if you were to judge me on, you know, societal norms, you know, I love shopping, you know, I love rom-coms. These are all two double standards that I'm mentioning. Uh, if it came to action or, or like, you know, Julia Roberts, I'm gonna pick Julia Roberts. Uh, <laughs> I'm very much a crier in touch with my feelings. You know, I do, I played sports really good at them, but I enjoy, you know, sewing and making my own clothes and I like baking and out of the, out of me and Ange, I cook more, you know, like there's a lot of things. I do the laundry. I do the dishes. I do all the household chores that quote unquote, our society says a woman should do. And yet I feel like, more manly than ever mm. because I just, I just understand like you can't trick me anymore. Mm. Some people will try to trick me into thinking this is what's manly and this is what's not. Like when you read the verse in the Bible where it says the man is the head of the household. I remember I did a, a check uh, in my Bible college when I asked them, uh, I was in New Testament class and I asked everybody in there and I was like, Hey, how many of you guys would be okay with your wife making more money than you? And they freaking came at me so hard. And that was the one verse that they used. It was like, oh, well, the man has to be the head of the household and da, 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 da. And I just didn't even respond to all of them because they were so angry that I would even like just hint at that. Yeah, yeah. And it broke my heart that day because I'm like, man, I feel bad for every one of your wives. Mm, Yeah. The great wives that you're going to meet who have the potential to earn more than you. 
They just do. They have more talent. They have more ability. They have more business savvy. And you're going to keep them down because of some pseudo wannabe verse that you are taking in all the wrong mm, context. Yeah. Because you're insecure and you don't want her to shine brighter yeah. than you. And also have, this is what I never understood about Bible school. I went to a very, I didn't know it was a conservative Bible school at the time. I know now it was, I went to a, like a conservative Baptist Bible school and I was on the front row of every single one of my theology classes. I was a Bible major. And I remember I just constantly was getting these like condescending pats on the head that it was so cute that I was a Bible major because I was a woman. Mm. And, you know, the guys yeah. in my class would say, oh, you know, well, you, that's like cute that you're a Bible major, but you know, you can't ever really use it. Like you can't be a pastor or a teacher. Like that's, that's a man's job. And I remember sitting up there, like, I mean, I was writing 20 page papers on the sovereignty of God and the, you know, the <clears throat> character of God and the problem of evil while these schmucks in the back were arguing over Bible, like over, well, is the ESV better or the NIV better? And I remember thinking, yeah. man, we're in real trouble if these are our future pastors. And now here we are 20 years later, evangelical culture. I'm like, yeah, I was kind of right. Like we, we got, yeah. we got in some real trouble with, with those guys. And I remember being in those classes and being like, but has anyone read Proverbs 31? Like we're talking mm -hmm. about a business savvy entrepreneurial woman with influence, not just in the home, but with her employees in her city, using her voice for influence. And I always just was very, very confused by that. But I thought, oh, that must just be my flesh. That just, uh, that just must be me from the, the curse of Genesis three, wanting to rule over my husband. Th those aren't right. And now I'm like, yeah. wow, I feel like our, the whole, the body keeps score thing, that book. I'm like, man, I'm, I, as I've deconstructed so much, realizing my body actually has, has been intuitive and right. And the Holy spirit lives in me. I'm a house for the holy. And so that yeah. stuff in those Bible classes felt off, not because it was my sin or my flesh, but because like my body and I feel like God in me was like, no, like you're onto something, cat. Like women are powerful too. Like it's not just women be quiet and be mousy and be in the background. I think it's, I think it's just, it's so asinine. Mm -hmm. I, I really do. Cause I'm like, just play out your theory, men, play that out. A woman is not permitted to teach. So if you're saying that if she does, she's in rebellion, right? So what you're telling me that is she preaches the good news of Jesus because she feels like she's called to and she leads millions to Jesus and they believe in their heart. You're telling me Jesus is up there like, shame on you. You're not a man. You're telling me she's going to get to heaven and the Lord's going to be like, you brought millions to me, but you're a woman and you shouldn't have said my name and brought people to me. They're all getting in, but you, my dear, are not. You're in rebellion. Really think of, like, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Like you're like, if you play out your theory, I forget the fact that you're ignoring the cultural context of it and who he was talking to and what church specifically he was talking to and what problem was that church having? Were they having problems with women? Yeah. You know, like you, you, you just can't copy and paste everything. Yeah. yeah. 
you can't, you have to get to the heart of why he's saying what he's saying. Yeah. Because there's so many women in scripture that did big things and the amount of women that Christ chose to show himself to, and not only show himself, but show himself first. Yeah. Like, it's just, it just, it just doesn't make sense, especially when Christ is very clear when he, and I don't like saying very clear, but when he says, you know, in, in Christ, there's no male, there's no female, there's no free, there's no slave. It wasn't Christ that said that. I think it was Paul. But what he was saying was the the lines that we have drawn to make this thing super clean and easy is no longer available to you because Christ will invite anyone who wants him. The parable where they where he sent out the invitation to the wedding and no one came. So he was like, go out in the streets and invite everyone. Yeah. Doesn't matter what they look like, just invite them. Because there's somebody that's going to take this message. And I'll use them before I use somebody who thinks that they should, they're the ones that should be used, yeah. you know? Yeah. I get so angry. But, but I mean, I used to be the same person that thought that way. So. Did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown out every year? And each bottle can be made of more than 90% water. Let's stop wasting water and throwing out more plastic. Get Blue Land's revolutionary refill cleaning system instead. Blue Land was founded on the belief that a cleaner planet starts at home. Buy the bottle once, refill it forever. No more plastic waste. Just fill Blue Land's beautiful bottles with warm water, pop in one of the hand soap or spray cleaner tablets, and within minutes, you have powerful and effective cleaning products with incredible scents like rose bergamot and lily mint. Blueland also offers laundry and dishwasher tabs as well. Their bottles start at just $10 when you buy a kit and are meant to be reused forever with refill tablets that start at just $2. And listen, I've used clean products that you're like, uh, is this really cleaning my dishes or clothes? Because they still stink or have residue. You know, I'm all about clean living, but I also want my things to actually be clean. So cut the plastic waste without sacrificing clean. Get Blue Land. You'll love it and the planet will thank you. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash refined. That's 15% off your first order of any products Blue Land offers at blueland.com slash refined. I have some more double standards. Yeah. Okay, how about this one? Not paying on a date. Real talk, I don't even pretend to go for my wallet. Like, I'm not saying if I'm if I'm on a date, on a date like I, if it's especially if it's the first date, I won't even like make a move. I won't even do like a hand gesture to like, oh, you really? got me. No, no, I think, well, you know, this is the weird thing. Look, this is the weird thing about certain things. This this is and I and I I watch a couple of podcasts on relationship <laughs> and this person said something once and it really like rang with me and they were like, modern women want to be modern based on what it is that, that they feel comfortable being modern about. Sure. So if there's certain expectations that are easier for the man to do, then we'll take that traditional role because what you're talking about is a traditional yeah. role, a man paying for a yeah. woman. That is a traditional role, but yet women want modern rules for them mm -hmm. apply to them, but they want to dip in and out of traditional roles when it suits them. Yeah. Yeah. And these guys were making the argument of like, that's a problem with us. 
Because you either want to be traditional or you want to be modern. And the modern feminist is like, I can take care of myself. I don't need you to take care of me. But when it comes to paying, the modern woman will go for her wallet. And then if the guy says, no, no, I got you, then it's like, okay. Yeah. So here's a clarification. I do this on the first date. Once, you know, we're dating, you know, or let's say on the first date we start here and then we do a couple other things like I'll offer. But I would say as a general rule of thumb, like my like for the first date, I'm like, I'm not I'm not going to even go for it because part of me just wants to first. I want to see how he's going to react. And this is also a double standard. Like this is something a woman can get away with. Like if I was on a date with a guy and he just did not go for his wallet at all, like I would, I wouldn't even know what to do. <laughs> I would be like, <laughs> like I got the pink tax. You get paid more for the same job. <laughs> like, so maybe it is modern and feminist of me to want him to pay because he's making more money on the dollar for every, isn't it? I need to start doing like the Dak Shepard thing and have a fact check at the end of my episodes. Well, the, the, the whole, yeah. I mean, cause man, it's so difficult because it really depends on where this, you're drawing. You your, can at least pay for drinks. It Chad. depends on where you're drawing your numbers from. Like again, like, so I like, okay, look, I like, I like watching podcasts and videos from both sides of everything. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to political season, I'm watching both sides. When it comes to most of these arguments, I'm watching both sides. I grit and bear it. Even when it's like stuff that I'm like, I'm not going to agree. This is stupid. I will watch it because I'm like, there's no way these people are all stupid. They may have something that they say that I disagree with, but it doesn't mean that they're stupid or they don't know anything. Mm-hmm. So when I sit and I watch, you know, like I watch people and they'll, and they'll discuss the, the, the pay gap, they'll discuss gender inequality. They'll, they'll discuss all those things. And from what I hear from one side, there's facts to prove it. Then the other side is like, okay, but the facts are skewed based on the numbers that you're drawing from or how you're drawing the numbers. So it's like the same thing when people say, oh, there's more um, gun on gun violence between blacks on blacks than there is whatever. So, you know, that whole argument, but then the one side, the, the, the black side is saying, Hey, but you're not taking the information incorrectly. You're, you're getting to that number because you're doing this and not including this. So it's very important. Like once you see those numbers, it's like where they get the numbers from. And then you go back and you do your own number check, but it doesn't change the fact that it's very much so going in and out of traditional and modern roles. And I think it's important to decide which person you're going to be, because if you're the modern person, you're going for the wallet on date one and date 50. I don't think it's that black and white. You're saying you can be modern or traditional. I think, no, I think in order for you to maintain a an actual argument, you have to be one or the other. I, I because disagree. Who decides, who decides when you, like, you, then you're able to go in and out of modern and traditional, but you're fully expecting the guy not to go out of traditional. He can't be modern because by him not pulling out his card, he's being a modern man in a modern world, respecting the femininity or the feminism of you. So for him to pull out the card is like, wait a minute, that's a traditional role. Mm-hmm. That's a stereotype. She could she could totally get offended by mm-hmm. that because if she's a modern woman, she'll be like, wait, I got money. I could pay for myself. So if he doesn't go for it, he may be 
respecting you. That's right. If you are a modern woman. That's right. But if you're traditional in that sense, but then modern and everything else, meaning if he's like, okay, cool. So she expects me to pay. All right, cool. So then I'm going to have expectations on her too. So if we take this further, I'm going to expect her to cook me dinner every time I get home. This is why communication is so important because just because I want someone to pay for my first date does not mean that I want to cook every day in the kitchen. And I do, here's what I say is I sympathize for men. There's not much that I sympathize with men for culturally at this moment in time, just because women have been so oppressed and for so long and we still are oppressed in so many ways. However, it's, we send mixed messages of what we want. And, and also like every woman and man wants and expects something different. And one of my guy friends years ago told me, he's like, listen, I love if you want me to pay. I love if she doesn't, but everyone has a different playbook. We want it as a man. I want to please my woman, but I can't use the playbook from my last relationship. Like you have to give us your playbook. So if you if you are the modern or if you are the traditional, if you're a hybrid, whatever you are, be willing to communicate as opposed to like, it's probably not kind for me just to not even go for my wallet. Here's where that becomes problematic. And this is just from a married person who's been married for 11 years. You're not going to know. You're going to have to try to assess what type of person you are with based on their core values of what they make plain to you, right? So you can communicate something up front, but then as you go along in the relationship, okay, say you communicate to me, I want to be a modern woman. I'm a modern woman. I'm a feminist. I'm men, women can do anything and everything. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, cool. So she's, she's a woman. She can do anything, everything. Don't freaking treat her like she can't do nothing. Don't treat her like she whatever. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that you give her her space to, to do her. Cool. Then I do that. And I don't do traditional things, i.e. maybe I don't take out the trash. She sees it's full. She can take it out. That's me. Assu- that's not, that's me assuming that she is as equal as I am. Uh, her bags, getting them in the car. Well, you know, she don't like me doing this for her or this for her because she's independent. So I'll just let her put the bags in the car. And then over a while, you start allowing this person to do things when and, and that person can be slightly holding resentments because they do have expectations that they didn't know to communicate because you've never been in a situation like that to where somebody didn't do that or your dad always did it for you or your brothers always did it for you. You know what I'm saying? So it feels like it feels like if you're going to expect things, then you have to be okay to have expectations placed on you. And that expectation can't be based on how you feel, has to be based on how they feel. Does that make sense? So if you're going to expect of me, then I'm allowed to expect of you. And that expectation has to be either yay or nayed based on the importance of it to me. Everything you're saying, I hear, and I think it all goes back to communication. So even, so sometimes I don't know I have an expectation until I feel disappointed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Disappointment is revealing that I had an expectation about something, at which point 
like if we're grown ups and we're in a grown ass relationship that I get the opportunity to express. It's not that he or she or whomever did something wrong. It's, oh, I realized I had an expectation. Let's talk about it. And you just mentioned a couple of times like, oh, I like if they do this, then I'm going to assume they want me to do this. I think assumption is the beginning of all breakdowns. Like I think if we assume anything, we assume love and positive intent, but I think assumption. But that's what you're doing. You're assuming positive intent. Well, but that's, I think assumption. That's why I, what I just said is I think assumption is the beginning of breakdown because you don't know that. And so that's why we get to talk about it. Okay. Hey, like I saw that, you know, you wanted me to pay for your dinner. Like what, like, do you want me to do this? But you're saying you get to talk about it after the or, fact. I think I think the more you can do that before, the better. But that's what I'm saying. But, In a lifelong together, you're not going to know what you need to talk about. Until, until it comes it up. Happens. And then you talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. But what I'm saying is all you have before it comes up is assumption. Um, I'm, As a guy or a girl, you are trying to make that person happy based on what you think they like. That is an assumption. So I think you like uh, whatever it is. I think because one time you said, look at those roses over there. I'm like, oh, logged into the mind. She likes roses. I'm going to assume now that next time I'm going to get her flowers, she wants roses. When in actuality, we never had the favorite flower talk. Mm -hmm. Or maybe deep down, you're like, really, tulips were my favorite because they're my mom's favorite. And those are the ones that I got from her in a funeral and she's not with us anymore, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like thinking, yeah, but last time we was at the freaking flower shop, you complimented the roses. So my assumption was a was out of love. It was out of trying to make you happy. And it's happened to me. The amount of times I've gotten Ange flowers and she's like, oh, I don't like these ones. And I'm like, what the, f <laughs> you told me you like flowers. <laughs> Turns out she likes exotic flowers. <laughs> So, but she just told me she likes flowers. So here I am getting flowers, flowers, flowers. And she's like always disappointed in my flower oh. choice. But I didn't know that I'm making assumptions. I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. It's because it's flowers. So what I'm saying is when you start having hard stances on, on modern traditional expectations, blah, blah, blah. The measure to which you make that stance, that is the measure to which you have to expect the other person can demand from you. So, so that's why I say I keep everything fluid. I don't have any expectations until it's communicated. I think not having any expectations can also be a self-preservation strategy to prevent myself from being hurt. Like if I don't have expectation, then I won't. I, I can't, I won't like necessarily be disappointed or hurt. So I think it's okay to, In your shadow side. I think it's okay to have expectation. And I think your what, what I like, I'm just on board with what you're saying is like, we have to communicate like, and I think so much of even just some of these double standards, you know, that we're talking about, like, why aren't men allowed to cry? Why can girls freak dance on the dance floor? Like, why can girls order girly drinks and guys can't like, you know, why, why would it be bizarre if a guy just didn't reach for his wallet? I'm not saying that it's like the best thing in the world that I do that I don't reach for my wallet on the first dates, but I can do that and it not be a weird thing. Whereas if a guy did it, I would be like, what? I, I honestly like wouldn't even like I wouldn't even know what to do. 
you're basically explaining how everybody thinks. So the reason things click for you is because you're in your own mind and you have had the time to process it. Right. So you have time, you have had time to process all your ideologies. Not, not they make all sense them, to you. But... Well, most, most that you are able to make a firm stand on, right? So when you introduce them to the world or to another partner, then that partner has the ability to now poke holes based on how you live your life. So that's when I, that's why I say, uh, no expectations. Is there a shadow side of that? Yes, that's what you explained. The shadow side of no expectations is I don't want to be disappointed, so I'm not going to have no expectations. Mm. Then there's the light side, which is I've lived long enough to know that having expectations on human beings is the wrong way to go because we are not predictable. It all depends on our circumstance. So when I don't have expectations for Ange, especially for things that haven't been communicated, it's because I know this chick is going to be learning and growing herself every day. And there's going to be new things I'm going to learn about her that I'm going to learn that she likes and doesn't like. So I refuse to put a single expectation on this freaking river of a woman. I'm just going to flow with her. There's very few expectations I have on her. When I say few, I mean few. One, if she could please make my doctor's appointments for me. (laughs) I don't think that'll ever change and it's not a lot to ask. My mom did it for me and that's it, right? (laughs) Any kind of appointment, I expect her to do it, right? Other than that, (laughs) like, that's it. I don't have another expectation for my wife. There's pet peeves, like don't let the garbage overflow. That's just common courtesy. I know I'm supposed to take the trash out, but if I'm not home and the garbage lid doesn't close, (laughs) you know I'm gonna get home and be pissed if the garbage is still there. (laughs) Just take it out, put it by the car. I'll take it out, like just take it out of the, the bin and then I'll take it outside. But those are literally the expectations I put on her because I understand that every year that I've known her, she's grown, Mm -hmm. she's changed. And when I used to have expectations, it was almost foolish of me to do so because I ended up having to be disappointed for somebody growing Mm. as a human. And that's just dumb. Why introduce disappointment when I don't, when I don't need to, it's literally my choice to be disappointed. I refused that. I refuse, I refuse to set her up like Mm. that. Now I just want to set her up for success. So I will not expect anything from her. Unless it's something that she's expecting of me. So that's when I tell you like, yo, there's the double standard to me. If you expect anything from someone, you have to be willing for them to expect from you. And if you're okay with that. I'm not okay with the wording of that. And maybe I'm not tracking with your wording because I don't think anyone should ever feel entitled to something from me. That you're expecting from them? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm not entitled to anything from another person as either. That's why I right. think here's how I'd like adjust your statement is like, if I have an expectation on someone, I get to communicate that with the person. And then we get to have a conversation about what we both want and what will and will not work for us. And at times maybe compromise comes up. And the caveat to all of that is we are assuming that we are in relationship to a person with the other person. Now we're talking about going on a first date. Everyone has expectations. Wait, I'm confused though. So I think you said the same thing. 
you did that. Okay. So you're saying that you're okay with having an expectation. You're okay with communicating that expectation. Then at that point, you're saying you're not okay if this person now communicates an expectation based on your expectation. No, I'm just saying the way you put it made it sound like if I have an expectation, then the other person is entitled to something from me, which I don't think is the case. Entitled to their expectation. They can have their expectation, but they're not entitled to me taking out the trash or whatever. Like we get to have a conversation and figure out what like will work for us. So so we're saying the same, you're saying the exact yeah, same thing. Yeah, but I feel I'm like saying. your wording to me made it sound like you were saying, if I have an expectation, then that person can demand something from me. Yes, yes, correct. So it's an equal, it's an equal trade. So if you're allowed to expect from me, then I'm allowed to expect from you. What those expectations are, obviously, we have to, we have to talk about it because like it's rare that you're going to end up on the same expectation. It's rare that you're going to be like, I expect you to take out the trash. Yeah. Wait, what? I expect you to take out the trash. Like it's, it's rare on minuscule things, right. maybe on bigger things, maybe, but in my marriage, it's, it's been rare that we expected the exact same things yeah. from each other. Yeah. My statement was just, if I am going to expect from you, then you have to be allowed to expect from me. Yeah. That's just, that's just what I think in regards to the conversation about what we're talking about, just what I want to clarify, because I feel like what this can get into is like, let's say I'm on a first date and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to go for the wallet. Well, then the guy feels he has an expectation now that he's paid for my dinner that I should go home with him or I should do something to him sexually because I expected him to pay for me. I I will say like no one, and that's why I'm saying like no one is ever entitled to anything of me, my body. Communicative part of it. So what I, again, what I'm saying is if you're going to expect from me, I'm allowed to expect from you. We talk about what those expectations are. It's not just like this nebulous assumption. And then it's like, wait, what? No, it can't. I didn't know that's that's what I signed up for when I didn't pull out my wallet. Exactly. You don't even know it's an expectation if it's not communicated. So you can't even, we can't even use that term. You know, it's, 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 if it's in your head and an expectation never communicated, then you can't hold anyone to it because they don't know what they're signing up Mm -hmm. for. You have to be able to be like, yeah. Okay. Well, if I'm going to be your, you know, sugar daddy, then I expect to get laid whenever I want. <laughs> and that, and a lot of people sign up for that. Mm-hmm. Look, I know a lot of people sign up for transactions like yeah. that, you know, because they set their expectations. But my only, my only statement is just that because there are relationships where people, there are times where the double standard is that you expect something from someone. And then when they expect something back from you, you get upset or it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. And that happens more than you know, but based on the double standard, you start thinking your expectations are normalized. So, i.e., it's normal for me to expect the guy to pay. Well, why is it normal? Because that is what society is deemed his role to be. Doesn't matter if it's fair or unfair or what his expectation is. I'm allowed to have this expectation because society says that this is normal. So when you start having those expectations and normalizing them based on society, and then when this other person that you're with expects something from you that isn't normal Mm -hmm. from society, 
you have a problem with it and act like your expectation is more moral than his expectation. So, i.e., example, we said it earlier. So you expect him to take the traditional role of paying for everything. And then his expectation of you taking the traditional role of cooking for him. One makes him, hey, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Then on the other hand is you're a pig. You do know that women are not just cooks in the kitchen. I know that, that, but it's an expectation that I would like met just like you would like me to pay for stuff. I would love to have dinner for me when I get home. What makes one a pig or anti-feminist and the other one morally okay? Because it's not about right or wrong. It's fully societal norms. But one, we, if you're listening to it, you're going to have a problem with a guy saying, oh, I expect you to cook every night because you're expecting me to pay for everything. That has to be a fair transaction. It's like, okay, it's not like him being an anti-feminist. It's just like, well, damn, okay, I'm expecting this. He's expecting this. Is me getting what I want? All the stuff worth me having to stay home and cook? Then you make a decision. But you can't like not even entertain it because you think, oh, that's anti-feminism. Right. That's, he's being a pig. He's stuck in the 50s. Right, and that's where I think just like moral of the whole story is like just conversations. Like having the conversations of expectation and not assuming. Because yeah. that was one of mine. Women can demand that a man make more money than her because mm-hmm. that's called, I've heard it said, I want somebody to make more money than me because that's how I feel safe. Mm-hmm. I'll feel protected. Totally. I'll feel all these things. But if a guy says, I really need my wife to make more money than me, I need my girl to make more money than me so I can feel safe and protected. And <laughs> what? Like, is he lazy? Is there something wrong with him? Are you serious? Like, if a guy said that, I don't know any woman that's going to be like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't know it. And that's like a massive double standard. But again, I don't know if it's a right or wrong thing. I think it's just more so right or wrong for who's in the relationship. I feel like I was taught my whole life to be with someone who was steady, stable, and secure. Those three things. And I think that's meant different things over the years. But I mean, I'll be honest with you. And I've been honest with this on the podcast many times about this, but... I didn't take my career seriously for probably the first, gosh, almost 10 years because I was like, wow. I'll pro- I'll be getting married any day now. <laughs> I'll meet someone <laughs> at any, uh, some, uh, any, this could happen at any moment. And he will have been really good with his money. He will have had a really good job. <laughs> and so it doesn't matter if my photography business doesn't bring in a ton of money. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if my podcast or they're a fine woman. I'm I'm here for a vision and purpose, you know? And really yeah. I, I, what I thought was, I just, I want to get married and I, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And yeah. so I told, I, I had a realization, gosh, it was maybe five years or so at this point where I feel like God was like, do you want a partner? Do you want a sugar daddy? And I realized that I was holding men to an expectation that I myself wasn't willing to live in. I was $30,000 in debt. I clearly wasn't good with my money. I didn't have a game plan for my business. And I felt this like internal challenge and an invitation from God of like, if you're going kind of, oh my gosh, I'm externally processing right now. And I'm like, okay, now I agree with what you said earlier. But I feel like God was like, if you're going to expect 
him to be financially stable, you get to be financially stable first. Yes, that's, that's, what, what, that's what I was trying okay, to get to. I get like, it now. <laughs> It's a, I, there's triggers that prevent you from getting it, which is why he said you have time to work out your thoughts mm-hmm. in your mind. Yeah. So everything that you think makes sense until you talk to someone who has done the work as well and they're able to poke holes in it. And then you have to let down the trigger, yeah. let down the pride, let down everything and be like, oh, shoot, maybe my internal conversation because it was one-sided, I didn't have somebody against against me that's that's able to do this. And this is what relationships do. This is what marriage does. So I, I challenge all of Angela's beliefs and she hates it just like she challenges mine. But I don't hate it because again, I know now, or I've grown to the point where I'm like, I've been wrong so much. Mm-hmm. I gladly welcome your correction. <laughs> I, I have messed up so many times that I'm like, Nah, bruh. I got to ask advice on everything I do because I don't want to be made the fool. Yeah, I'd rather ask her advice, my business manager advice, my friend advice. I'd rather play the fool and end up being wise than think I'm wise and end up having to play the fool. Right, that's a word. I feel like there's a sermon in that one. There's a sermon in that one. Well, you got to grow yeah. to that. You got to yeah. get to the point where you're like, no, I kind of... And I've just, I've thought it all the way through. And I've, again, it, it, it takes listening to both sides and being able to understand and not be, and not be offended by someone uh, challenging the norms. Because before, you don't even know that there's ideologies that you have that are completely and utterly based on societal norms, yeah. more so than you having a moral objection to it. Yeah, that's right. It's just what always is. And no one's ever questioned it in you. And when they do, you think somebody's questioning truth. When they're not questioning truth, they're just questioning the way things have always been done. Just because you know a story by heart doesn't mean it's true. Um, Ruthie Lindsay Mm -hmm. said that in her book. I love that. Oh, wow. Um, Okay. I want to do just a quick rapid fire and then we're going to wrap up. Um, How about, I want to hear like, what are your what are, I want to hear like your list of double standards and I'll go through a couple more of mine and then we'll, we're just going to like drop the mic. That's it. <laughs> Man, I already said, you most said all of yours. Mine, Cause I was like, I came to the, I have like 50 on my page. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, man, I, I'm, I'm the double standards for women and men are, are, are different. You guys definitely, there are definitely more for your list on our list. It's, it's mainly revolving around money. Mm mainly the expect because that's money and status. It's, it's typically what is expected of a man. Like that's, that's what women go after, you know, but I already said the, uh, I did say there's one that's kind of heavy, Okay, which I didn't get to say yet. Uh, we do like, we don't mind being objectified. Men do like, we don't like we work out so that people will cat call yeah. us. Whereas women to, most of the time don't enjoy yeah. that. <laughs> like, and then, uh, which this happened to a friend of mine. Uh, it's not weird for us to bag an older lady. So if it's like a underage kid having sex with an overage woman, it's a notch on our belt mm. more than it is rape or looked down upon. Like most, at least where I was growing up, most of my friends would think, score Mm -hmm. not oh my god you were just taken advantage of yeah like i was telling you earlier like i learned how to kiss from an eighth grader and i was in second grade that's 
and I don't have any kind of trauma. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, like that's, what was going on in her world to think that was, yeah, she was just, <laughs> I just felt like she was nice. And I asked her, and she was nice enough to help me. I'll, I'll never forget her name. Her name is Karen. It was out in the woods on a tree line. And I was like, Karen, I really want to learn how to kiss. I'm scared that I'm going to mess it up. And she's like, this is how you do it. You turn your head, you do this and you do this. And she kissed me wow. and I'll, and then I just ran. She didn't like do anything <laughs> weird. She was like, that's how you do it. And I was like, thanks, Karen. Wow. And I ran home and I was like, yes, I know how to kiss I now. I love that her name was Karen. Was I just feel like that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's but that's uh, a serious topic. Yeah. So those are the two that I, yeah. I didn't mention, which I've had someone that I know close to me that did get yeah. taken advantage of and did suffer yeah from it. So mm -hmm. I don't, I definitely am not making light yeah. of it, but it, there's an expectation mm -hmm. for us men to just be like, bruh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And it's not the same on the right, other side. Right. Well, and then kind of to flip that a little bit, a couple more on my list where it's what guys can get away with that girls can't dating much younger women. So yes. then there's, it's, it's, I have a friend right now and she is with a man that's almost 30 years older than her. Which is, you know, they've definitely experienced hate for and like pushback. But when was the last time you heard of a guy being with a woman 30 years older than him? Like, that would be weird. Or, you know, she would look so much older than him. Or, you know, that I, that I think is definitely a double standard there. Okay, here's one to go back at you then. Um, women are definitely more okay with uh, promoting their body or using their body to gain followers than men are men just look thirsty and trying too yeah. hard. Whereas everyone likes to look at a pretty girl with a big butt and big yeah. boobs. It's like, yeah, that's what, when I asked one of my girlfriends, I was like, what do you think is the biggest thing that women can get away with that men can't? And she said, how she phrased what you just said is women are allowed to be master manipulators, whether it's well, mm. like, I want to be a feminist, but I want to grow my Instagram following. So I want to put up the picture, you know, or the bathing suit shot or mm. whatever. And I'm not mm. against posting those photos. Like I've, posted bathing suit shots that I really love and really wanted, I felt good about, but women yeah. were allowed to cry to get out of tickets. We're allowed to cancel plans because of cramps, which I have cramps that are debilitating. So I don't use that as like, to me, that's not like a scapegoat excuse, but women can do that. And it's like, not a question. Women can cry their way at work out of like, like getting in trouble. And so I do mm -hmm. think there's a lot that like men can do that women can't, but women are allowed to be master manipulators and that's often not questioned. Yeah. So I agree with that. And then I will say men are allowed to age and women aren't. And I feel like the perfect, the perfect picture of that is the TV show, the undoing. It's the first thing I noticed. Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant are both older. Yeah. yeah. You know, Nicole Kidman, if she wants a job, is not allowed to have her. She doesn't have a single wrinkle on her face. And then Hugh Grant, I mean, he looks like someone crumpled up a dollar bill and like trying yeah. to put it back <laughs> together, but he looks sexy and rugged. And, you know, yep. he has a little bit of a that belly and it's okay because he's a little older, but you, Nicole has to keep it like right and tight all the time. And I, Man, that is I true. feel that as a woman, I, I resent that I'm not allowed to age and yet I also get Botox. Like I resent the system. And then I also feel like, gosh, I feel like I've got to do this, you know, or I want to do this. Is it a double standard that women can totally date not attractive guys, but 
It's not the other way around. I don't, that's not a double no, standard, it, right? I, like, but it ha- does have something to do with like culture of like women, like men that the double standard, I actually have this on my, on my list is men are allowed to be chubby and out of shape or like yes, not, yes. not like dress well, as long as, they make but enough as a money. woman, you better show up dressed to the nines every time. Cause it's not the yeah. same. You can be out of shape and ugly and a millionaire as a woman. Mm-hmm. And it's still going to be hard as yeah. hell to find a guy. I would say in America, I remember when I traveled overseas after college, I saw the opposite. I saw a lot of frumpy women <laughs> with a lot of hot guys. I was like, I got to move to Europe. Like, I feel wow, like my chances would cool. be more. Mind you, everything that we're saying, we don't hold beliefs Yeah, on. we're just, so we're I just noticing. I just said yeah. that it's going to be hard for a big woman who is a millionaire to find a man. I don't, actually believe that thought i think we're talking about the double like the standard rules of society. that's right that's it's right way easier for an ugly dude with a lot of money to get a hot chick than the yeah. other way around so so good good caveat all right manuel this has been this has been fun this is our three-part series this is our double standards chat we're gonna talk next week about the tv show sex life on netflix Saucy. are you ready for that yeah I like that I've been wanting to do a podcast episode on that show since I watched it so oh my god people are gonna hate that we watched it oh yeah so much so much judgment (laughs) Um, but I'm excited All right, talk to you soon (laughs) later man double standards I will say that there were definitely some moments in that conversation you could probably tell I was getting heated about the expectation piece but we worked through it. I'm such an external processor, which you definitely got to see and hear on that episode. But like Manuel said at the end, just because we're talking about these things doesn't mean we agree with them. I think men should be able to be just as much emotional as women. I don't think women should be manipulators. I think so much of what we're talking about is what is it as a person, as a culture, as a society to start acknowledging these double standards and then get to have conversations about them? Because kind of as we, what we were getting to is, you know, I can have an expectation, but if I have not communicated that to whomever, then we are not able to be on the same page. And so a lot of these on this list are funny, like, oh, girls can drink fruity cocktails and guys can't or... I'm allowed to cry to get out of tickets, but guys can't, or guys can have hair and not worry about having to like get waxed before going to the beach. Like some of this stuff is light and funny, but I think all of them are kind of showing a deeper story. So what is that story and how can we be curious about that? So I would love to hear what some of the double standards you think are in culture. So go ahead, hop on over to the refined woman, Instagram, DM me, hit me up, put it on Instagram stories, tag myself, tag Manuel Reyes or Knights at the Roundtable podcast IG as well. And I hope you liked this first conversation. Next week, we are talking about the TV show Sex Life that took Netflix by storm this summer. Like I said with Manuel, ever since I watched the series, I've wanted to do an episode on it. So we are talking about relationship dynamics. We are talking about... Can you have it all? Is it possible to have 100% of what you want 100% of the time? So stay tuned for that. Bye for now.